Hello, welcome to podcast with your podmaster Dev. A podcast about facts, geeky stuff, board games, mystery, truths, magic, gaming, TV, movies and much more. Stay tuned for more and drop a follow on Instagram and Spotify. Hello and welcome back to episode 2 Geek Culture. Today we're going to talk about the Marvel and DC TV universe. Why am I trying to split the TV universe and the cinematic universe? Well, for DC there's a couple of reasons. For Marvel, we will see as the progression of this episode goes along. The TV universe is very strong with the DC whereas in Marvel it's kind of picking up pace at the moment. There is a lot of a lot of debate and a lot of questions regarding this topic on what is better, who has done what right. We will try to see as much as we can during this episode on what uh, the differences are and what are the things that I like about how they have structured the universes currently. Well, first, let's dive into the DC TV universe. Uh, I would like to to start off by by saying that the DC TV universe at the moment is super strong. I really like how everything is building up in the TV universe for DC. I like that they have segregations and clear segregations between the universes of their cinematic universe and the TV universe. What got me into the DC TV universe was the Flash. I know, I know the Flash was kind of big and is still pretty big and a lot of people will criticize and jump and catch me by the throat and tell me, "Oh my god, how didn't you watch Arrow first? Arrow was amazing." And Arrow is amazing, don't get me wrong. I fell in love with the DC TV universe because of the Flash and then I fell in love with everything as a whole. Initially I did watch the first season of Arrow and it was pretty entertaining and pretty grasping but time got to me and I couldn't spare enough time to watch the Arrow but when the Flash came out I was super super excited and I got hooked to the show and I didn't want to let go and when they had their first crossover I was like okay I need to start rewatching the Arrow just to get in tune with everything that's happening in flash and it paid off and i love the arrow and i'm really really sad and disheartened that it's over but it was a good farewell talking about the arrowverse which everything is based on in this universe of the tv of the tv universe from dc there are a few key points in this universe called the arrowverse that a lot of people would have noticed and picked up was the incorporation of a lot of different superheroes into one or it started off slow with just the arrow and the flash having a crossover and then it built on and then you had supergirl you had the legends of tomorrow and i understand all of these shows are owned by the cw and it makes a lot of sense for them to have a once in a year once in a season grand spectacular crossover event and i really loved it 
especially this year's event, which was the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was amazing. And, and, and it brought about the beautiful end to the multiverse, which I can say is, is justified at the, at the moment on where the TV series are heading. Having the exclusion of the multiverse focuses more on the on the heroes and the villains that are there at the moment and the challenges that they are facing at the moment. Bringing an end to the multiverse not only brought about end to certain characters, but also a possibility of unifying all of the heroes on one earth, which I think was, which I think is still a good idea of having them all in one one world and one earth uh, fighting together whenever the next crisis happens. Speaking from the point of the Flash in this multiverse dilemma was the main thing of, of Eobard Thorne or the reverse Flash as he's popularly known and one of the biggest villains to the Flash. We, we did see him, and spoiler alert, uh, we did see him in the latest season and we did see that uh, he could not overtake the body of the current and the last Harrison Wells. But recently in an interview that he had given, the, the beauty of the TV universe is that if there was ever a need for the reverse flash to appear again, that the reverse flash would appear. But I think right now, with the direction of how the, the series is going, I think we're going to get Godspeed in the next season, which a lot of people are anticipating already. And I would love to see Godspeed portrayed on TV, like no doubt. Here's the thing that I don't like, though, about the multiverse ending, is that now that the multiverse has ended in the TV series... Does that mean that the DC Cinematic Universe has also ended? Because if so, if that's the case, then I think the current Flash, portrayed by Grant Gustin, would be the only Flash surviving. And don't get me wrong, I would have loved the current TV series portrayed Flash to be portrayed on the big screen in the movies. I think and I believe that he would have portrayed it way better than the Flash that was portrayed in the movies. Not only that, but with an incorporation like this, since he's already got so much of knowledge, since, we've all, since he has faced already a lot of villains, it might have been a better storyline and story arc for the progression. But that's for another time where we can quarrel. With respect to... Supergirl, Batgirl, I think they are strong independent series on their own. I love watching them. I would prefer more oomph in their storyline. And they already do. They do have a lot of oomph. I, I would prefer something more, though. Something more in the incorporation of their story arcs, their personal story arcs, 
rather than the vigilante or or in supergirl there is a lot of story arc and story and character building for uh, kara don't get me wrong kara has a good character and story building aspect to her and even batgirl does but i don't know i feel like there is something missing in those series that that leave me wanting more there there is suspense to a, to to an enough extent there is the thrill of okay what's going to happen oh my god season finale new villain etc etc but i don't know i think i think there's there's something missing in in them i think it might be because they are acting without a team which which they do they do have teams but they do act on their own in a way and and they always try to be the one that knows best and that happens even in the flash and the flash does it too and have a lot of mistakes and everything but i don't know i still feel like there's something missing with respect to the legends of tomorrow you see in that tv series the evolution of every character at the moment compared to the first season and and the current season there has been a lot and a lot of change uh between where the story arc has gone and how they have built uh their characters along the way obviously it's it's a story about a band of misfits that are together with the team i i did like the inclusion of of constantine although a lot of people kind of hated him uh, or kind of hit the inclusion of him into the legends now because he's getting a lot of the spotlight rather than the legends and the time traveling aspect and their quirky way of 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 figuring out solutions whereas with the inclusion of john constantine it has mainly been with uh, respect to hell and demons and magic and and that part of the legends is good too don't get me wrong it's the thing that the tv series has which is so unique about it is that it has a lot of characters that don't belong but do at the end of the day and with the inclusion of john constantine and his progression alone of him being able to go to hell and come back in like an instant now whereas before it used to take him like a lot of attempts it used to take him maybe a couple of episodes but now it's become so fast uh i believe that is because of experience you could say of him traveling more and more uh to hell and back but that's the other thing the travel to hell and back isn't that simple gary who's his apprentice shouldn't be able to travel to hell and back and take people along with him in that case but overall i do like the show and i still am going to watch the the, the latest season of the show the the new season when it comes out uh, in the next year hopefully of all the series i am going to watch all of the series once it comes out again i do have high hopes for the story arc for the flash and the legends of tomorrow i don't know the direction of supergirl and batgirl at the moment or where they want to take the story obviously you you see and you know where the stories are going to go but it's better that you don't really know and obviously even 
for the Legends of Tomorrow and the Flash, you you don't really know how it's going to turn out because the Flash this season ended very abruptly because of the virus. And we could expect... Uh, I don't know. I, I would like... I, I'm going to keep my expectations pretty, pretty low for the moment because I want to see how it turns out when they go back to recording. And I want to see how the series progresses from the point where they left it off. I hope they just don't jump skip uh, the the ending of the, the previous season in like the first couple of episodes and continue on with a bigger storyline. But knowing how they have survived so long, I don't think that will be the case. But let's see. I, I, I am expecting low, but... Expecting good things to come out of it. We shall wait and see. Now moving on to the the Warner Brothers series or the DC Universe streaming series, which has currently Stargirl, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, and Titans. Well, Doom Patrol is on its second season. Stargirl has still not ended on the day of recording this. And it's, uh, it's going pretty, pretty good. I think... Uh, uh, Swamp Thing and the Titans have, have stopped. I don't know if they are renewed, but yes, I can look it up. Yes, I can find out the details and tell to you all you guys and whatever, whatever. But you can find out too. That's my little homework for you. Anyways, coming on to, to Stargirl, I think the, the progression of the series is is kind of slow, in in my opinion. I, I know it's the first season and I know that they're trying to give all of the characters their own sort of episode to highlight their uh, unique abilities and and find out the traits and, and find out what are their quirks and what makes them tick and to help build the team together. But I think it's, it's relatively slow. Like, I, I felt watching through the series... The episodes didn't have to be that long for the length that it is. And each episode is about what, 45 to 55 minutes on ag- on average. And I don't think the episodes need to be that long. I think they can cut down the episodes a little bit more. Again, there, there's a lot of, of dialogue that happens and not much action. There, there is action. There is a lot of action in the series so far, but... I don't know. Uh, it's the first season. I'm I'm trying to trying to keep my mind open. Let's see how the season goes. Let's see how things pan out uh, at the end of the day uh, between all of the the GSA uh, or the new GSA to be more precise. And let's see what's the direction that it goes from there. Doom Patrol, on the other hand, I am enjoying a lot. Uh, I really liked the way how they 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 carried out the first season and the second season so far. Uh, again, I believe, huh? Now that I actually think about it, I think almost all of the first seasons were kind of slow because they brought out the character building and there was a lot of lot of fillers, I would say, in the episodes that didn't have to necessarily be. But but I think it it always brings uh, it always adds up to a better next season. 
So I have high hopes for Stargirl in that aspect. Now, so what about a fusion between the DC Universe and the CW Arrowverse? Mm, I, I don't think and I don't see that happening, at least in the near future. Mm, I, I, don't, I don't believe they have any plans for it at the moment. I would not like to see their paths cross for various reasons. And I think that the Arrowverse should remain in its own little bubble. But I would like to see the Arrowverse fuse into the cinematic universe. That would be a nice break uh, to get uh, the DC Cinematic Universe team rolling. Uh, unlike what it is suffering now. But yeah, again, we talk. We will talk about that in in another episode, most probably. There's a lot to talk about between the cinematic universe and TV universe fusions and stuff like that. Uh, the last topic I wanted to take out from the from the DC TV universe is uh, a very, a, a very very nice portrayal of the comics that was brought to life by the movie and now that is being portrayed in the TV series is produced by HBO this one and it's the Watchmen and my god when I first saw the Watchmen movie I was in I was in love I I I felt the the joy and giddiness of seeing the comic books come to life and I was like Wow, this really, really was something mind-blowingly exceptional. At the time, a lot of people didn't really... It wasn't mainstream, basically. And a lot of people didn't really give it the love it deserved at the time. But now I can say that it's truly receiving the love that it has uh, or it does deserve. And if you haven't watched Watchmen, uh, I prefer I, I would suggest you to highly, highly watch the movie before you get into the TV series. Although you could watch the TV series too and then watch the movie, uh, it wouldn't make much of an impact. But I would suggest that you watch the movie first because the movie is absolutely amazing. And it's, I think, one of the best shot uh, cinematically, uh, cinematography-wise, one of the best shot DC movies there is at the moment. But that's my opinion. You can, you can tell me yours in the comments uh, or drop a message on Instagram and let me know what do you think about, uh, about the movies. Now, moving on to Marvel. So, how, how, wow, how has this impacted more than a billion lives on, on planet Earth is, is incredibly amazing. Ever since the beginning, obviously there has been a lot of movies already produced by Marvel uh, where we had the Hulks, which weren't that great. Uh, we had the Fantastic Fours. Um, we had the X-Men series, which was amazing. Uh, and now 
we got into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with its Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, and still continuing with Phase 4 now. And I do understand that this was mainly the cinematic universe that affected this entire big chunk of the industry for them. But with the accusation of Disney, and I think this is the smartest moves that they could have done was creating spin-off TV shows based on the characters. And I think that it's an incredible, incredible marketing strategy to push Disney Plus and continue people to fall in love with the characters that they did. Now, for example, let's take in Phase 4, one of the, I think, most anticipated... TV shows that we we will all be looking forward to is Loki. <laughs> and I am for sure waiting for, for Loki to come out because uh, I want to know what happens to Loki. And I do not believe that he is dead. Uh, you can fight me in the comments, uh, but I don't believe Loki is actually dead. He is the master of mischief at the end of the day. And I'm, I am surely looking forward to watching Loki on Disney Plus once it arrives. Let's, let's see the progression of how their TV universe actually is a really good example of how the incorporation between the, the TV universe and the cinematic universe should have gone for DC. We all, we all know about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been running for about seven seasons now. Uh, And in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had characters that were brought into life on the big screen. And I understand, and when we were having this debate, when I was having this debate with uh, a couple of friends of mine, they were telling me that it is very justified because the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe itself has so many characters and so many people in it that they could have easily incorporated a few of them as side characters. And I agree. And and, and I don't think that it's a bad idea, but I think it's a awesome idea that they actually pulled it off to an extent where the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were fighting for what they believed in was a part of one of the movies. Well, we obviously know that there has always been in the Captain America side of the story, the fight between Hydra and things like that, which Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continue to do. So it's nice in a way to see the incorporation to the big screen. And I think that's what got more people that were invested in the TV series to come and watch the cinematic movies. And the people that watch the cinematic movies to go and watch the TV series. Uh, you you do have sublets uh, in the Marvel television series where we had Agent Carter and we had Inhumans, which were produced by ABC. And I think they were good shows on their own. They 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 ran while it lasted. It it's the same thing like Daredevil. Uh, with the story arc of Daredevil and for it to last three seasons on Netflix, it, it ran its course and we saw the progression 
of Daredevil, but then it stopped because of grander scheme plans that we don't know about yet, or maybe we do, I don't know. On Netflix, we had Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher. And from all of these names, we, we, we know that there were some of the characters already portrayed in the movies before they were brought on to the television series. One of the reasons why Netflix cancelled all of the Marvel series in 2019 was because the partnership with Marvel Television came to an end. And everything got owned and bought by Disney, which made a lot of sense for them to have complete control over uh, all of their aspects, which is one of the reasons why they bought 20th Century Fox as well, so that they could own X-Men. And I think that's an insane power move. It's it's a power move not only from the end of Disney, but, but from the acquisition of, of the point of storytelling. Because now that they own everything, they can build their story however they choose fit. And... It's really incredible that we as a fan, we as in everyone in the world as fans, can now support one one go-to place or hate one go-to place if something turns out bad or not as good as we expected. And I think and I think that uh, that shows a lot of, of ownership from the point of Disney that not only are they making a lot of money off of it, but yeah, they are delivering on the promises that, okay, look, we are buying stuff for you to love because we love it as much as you do. So all of these have been in the past. Uh, all of these series were before the acquisition and before the the rights were claimed and before Phase 4 begins. Uh, coming to Phase 4 in the Marvel Universe. Now, here is a very tricky point in this episode where it's it's getting really hard to define the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the Marvel Television Universe because they are fusing into one complete universe. And I think that's... That's incredible. I think that's one of the best things that could have been done. It's a bold move, don't get me wrong. And obviously, we we all love seeing our favorite uh, characters on the big screen being portrayed in something like a TV series and portrayed longer. It's It's come to a point where... The crossovers that can happen in the TV series itself is an insane crossover like what would happen in the cinematic universe, aka the Avenger movies, which was the crossover of all the of all the standalone movies, let's say. I know that's not the case, don't get me wrong. But if you if you look at it as a crossover episode or a crossover movie, that's what it was. And 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 having this plan for phase four, 
where they are releasing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Wanda Invasion, Loki, which I'm really looking forward to, What If, uh, which also I would love to see, uh, the story of Hawkeye, which is intriguing because he is not going to get a standalone movie, and seeing him get a TV series will justify his long overdue explanation and storytelling narrative which was lacking in the cinematic universe well obviously we have to see how black widow plays out also because if there is something happening in budapest in the black widow movie i would highly suggest to keep your eyes out for hawkeye somewhere uh we are going to have miss marvel as a tv series which is cool is cool in the sense that miss marvel was or is a relatively new or rebranded as a new comic book very recently about 5 6 years ago maybe and and to see it come alive as a tv series this quick is incredible and and i would be down to watch it because you know the cinematic universe in marvel is crazy and they can do whatever they want and they might bring up people from wherever they want and then we have she hulk which i kind of i don't know i i i am looking forward to it in a way to see the storyline of she hulk but i'm also looking i'm also waiting and looking for it in the aspect of will this series actually be a bridge and a gap for a a, a love story for the hulk which if it does i mean i would be happy i would i would how <laughs> would enjoy watching uh, a hulk love story line with she hulk obviously he does have the hots for black widow but i mean who doesn't come on the powerhouse that disney is i'm i'm i do understand that the dc universe has a lot of catching up to do in that aspect where they even if they wanted to try to pull off something as grand as what uh, disney and the marvel cinematic universe is doing i think they have missed the boat but we are loyal fans at the end of the day and we would still go and watch movies that dc produces i just hope that it picks up way way better in in quality and not be a, a a disappointment don't get me wrong i love the storytelling of 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 the dc movies uh i know the marvel formula so to say of the movies is almost pretty much the same in every movie if you break it down to the core bones whereas dc always mixes stuff up and throws in a curveball out of nowhere to change the storyline and things like that and marvel is basically rinse and repeat of the same thing over and over again oh the hero hero loses something there's a fight uh, hero wins hero comes out alive whatever but it's not it's not so cut and dry but yes at the end of the day if you look at it at one aspect it does look like that and almost everything looks like that if you look at it through another set of eyes for example 
but that's not the point i uh that does not make a movie a movie i i wish dc picks up their movie game uh soon i wish they they stop focusing too much on on side stories and the main story by itself and their main narrative of their universe i know that they have aquaman wonder woman and the justice league and everything is building up but i wish i wish they i wish they they did do something that breaks open uh, the competition between them like a fusion between their cinematic universe and their tv universe would be insane i know that they don't have the funds maybe they do i don't know maybe they can buy out cw and get all their arrowverse uh, uh, characters in and 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 the one of the characters now into a a big movie but they have a lot of catching up to do uh, that's all i can say at the end of the day i love how captivating the fusion between the the cinematic universe and the tv universe is going to be very shortly and it opens so many more possibilities between character interactions and and hero interactions cuz like i was talking before if the arrowverse exists the dc cinematic universe doesn't exist anymore because everyone is dead maybe they do exist but we don't know about them yet but for a fact that the other flash does not exist taking things to an animation point of view i think sony has done an amazing job with into the spider-verse the animated spider-man movie that they have done and dc kills every animated movie that they have ever made every single animated movie that dc universe has produced is is insanely good and is insanely amazing i just wish that they could portray this into the big screen as well someday i just hope for the best as a fan and as a person that loves talking about this particular topic i hope that a lot of you comment on instagram or leave me a message and let me know what you think and how do you what are your opinions on it basically what do you think is is a a better strategy what do you think is the next move uh, give me your hypotheses on where do you think the fusion between the cinematic universe and the tv universe could go let me know and let's see what you think about my opinions maybe if there are really interesting questions we can take it up on the next episode and maybe share some ideas i don't know now since everything is postponed and delayed well we can think about how things would look in the near future and how things would affect and how things would become a new normal well that's it for this episode thank you all for listening drop a follow on instagram at podcast by dev and leave your comments on the post we will address a few of them hopefully in the next episode so until next time take care stay safe and see you this podcast was recorded at Lampreya Viva Studio
intro and outro song by João Dias.